Chapter 1 At 5 a.m. one morning, about two months short of her 43rd birthday, Carol Beaufort was startled awake by a telephone call. The phone rang joltingly, twice. She groaned, snapped her arm out, fumbled the receiver into her hand. She had a heavy, pounding headache. Lo, she mumbled. Carol? A man shouted back. Before she could answer, the man went on exuberantly. Guess who? I'm on my way, and hung up. She lay back on the pillow. The receiver pressed against her ear for a moment. Another wrong number. Her heart hammering, her head stinging. A perfect start to another perfect day in her new home, in this new city. Carol got a lot of odd calls because her telephone number was similar to the Glass Pheasant Restaurant and the Santa Maria Riding Stables. Out of irritation lately, she had started taking reservations for tables and answering breeding questions when people called. She banged the phone down disgustedly. The man's voice just now sounded familiar, but was hard to make out against the background clamor of music, laughter, shouting. Where was this one coming from? Truck stop? A party? Bar? Her hand went out to the other side of the cold mattress and found that side of the bed empty. The guy knew her name, and she thought for a moment it might be one of her boozy companions from the night before, during that long, hazy marathon at the marina bar. At least I didn't bring him home this time, she thought. I'm showing some discrimination suddenly. She lay still, unable to sleep, fighting it, then giving in. She was too jangled to get back to sleep without some help. Carol got up and shuffled to the kitchen. She didn't turn on the lights. The throbbing behind her eyes wouldn't take the shock. Going through the living room, she stubbed her toes in the dark. She stopped, cursing, bending down to rub the pain. All the furniture was new, including the hassock that had caught her. Although she had moved to Santa Maria four months ago, she still hadn't unpacked completely and the tables, chairs, sofa in the living room were strangers. Limping a little, she went into the kitchen and found the Gilby's bottle with practiced fingers. Some parts of the new house weren't strangers at all. She found a glass in the cupboard to the right of the sink. Everything looked slightly luminous, faint in the darkness. She poured a shot and drank quickly. It was so quiet in the neighborhood at that hour. She heard a dog barking miles away and the rising and falling lament of the train passing through town. Big day today, she thought. Lots of good old work at the office. I need my rest. But the vodka hadn't quieted her enough. Something more was needed, much better than the glass of warm milk Mom would certainly have made sure she drank. Into the darkened bathroom, Carol felt her way around, pushing bottles on the sink around until she felt the fat Xanax. Just like Valium, just as much deadening, soothing blankness. One five milligram, she thought, taking it with water she slurped from the faucet. Two Xanax would be greedy. She got back into bed, leaving the covers off, breathing in the night's fading air. I'm on my way, the caller said. Who isn't, she thought. Look at me. I'm well on my way. I look ten years older than I should, she thought. That's why no lights now. Why I don't look at myself in the mirror in the morning, or at night, or any time, when you can't hide it.
My figure's good. I'm slim. I look perfectly fine. Until you see that face giving it all away. Getting old. Older. Oldest. Mom gave me her face and her figure. Thank you. Carol was almost six-two barefoot, with reddish hair and sturdy features. Even though she wasn't homely, she didn't like the way she looked. I look like I should be behind a goddamn mule-drawn plow, she thought. Her head banged less now, her breaths jerked. Think of something pleasant, drift off with a dream.